My wife needs a break. The podcast. We're back after uh, about a month off. That was completely unintentional. Uh, my name is Rui. If this is your first time listening, um, and if it is, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the first three episodes. Um, the goal was not to take this long break. It just happened. Um, and in fact, it was the advice that I got from almost everybody who has a podcast that I know. So when I started the podcast, I had people reach out and say, here's some advice. And one of the biggest things of advice I got was to be consistent. You know, if you plan on putting out the podcast, you know, once a week, do it once a week. You know, if you plan on putting out this podcast, you know, every other week, then do that. You know, if you, however you're doing it, stick to your format, be consistent to that format so people can expect, you know, when it's going to be released. And um, I started out strong that first three weeks. I was really like locked in every week. I was doing an episode and then um, I had. Um, a long weekend where I went back to the East Coast for a trip with my wife. And I had planned to record a podcast when I was back home. And then just one thing led to another, you know, being busy, running into people, trying to, you know, meet all those needs of when you're, you know, back home and visiting your family and whatnot. And I found myself super busy and not getting it done. And then I came back. And when I got back, I really hadn't been focused enough to get right back to it. Like I'd been away from it for like a week now. It was already a week late and I just got caught up, you know, in, in like work and other things. And I just kind of like let that creativity fall by the wayside and wasn't putting out content. So uh, I apologize for that, but I think that's just part of this whole thing, right? Like, you know, I started the podcast to give my wife a break from me talking to her about things that maybe she didn't need to hear about after her days of work or, you know, things she just wasn't really interested in. Like, that's why I started the podcast to have like an avenue and a venue to kind of like get that, get that out. So, you know, a month later, you know, of being, you know, quote unquote busy at work and really just not being able to find like the juice and find the mojo to like get it done. Um, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, like I need to just get back on the grind. I need to get back um, to getting the podcast out every week and just putting out content and being more consistent. So that's the goal going forward is we're going to try to be more consistent. We're going to try to get the podcast out once a week. I think that's um, going to be the best method for me. Uh, I've had the, the recommendation in the past of, you know, maybe pre-record, you know, the podcast and just have them in the stash ready to go. But I really wanted to try to stay current, like to things that are happening so that every week when I put it out, I can kind of touch on different things, you know, that are interesting to me that I've seen um, or heard. So that's one thing that I really want to do is be consistent. So we're shooting for once a week and we'll see kind of if we hit the mark or not. So started out strong, had a little break and now we're back to it. Uh, today's episode is episode four. Um, this episode really my goal is to kind of essentially reacclimate myself to like doing the podcast, but also to really try to keep it tight. Um, I found that my, my, my method I was using before wasn't really conducive to everybody who was listening. So, you know, I record my podcast through the anchor app, 
which, you know, I think is a great app to start doing podcasting. And I think it's, you know, a great way to get your foot into the door of, of trying to start doing podcasting. If you don't know what you're doing, like literally all you need is your phone. It's a great app. So I'm going to keep using it because it's been great for me so far. But one thing about this cool is that like you can like upload, you know, music and things right into your 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 feed and your podcast. But the thing is, really, you can only hear that music if you listen to it on the Anchor app or if you listen to it um, online at anchor.fm. So um, I do want to stick to the music thing, but I feel like it was kind of messing up the flow of the podcast in regards to the talking. And it was also really making me run long because I was being really long winded. I was talking about all these songs I was playing and it was really like in that in that vein of um, a radio show like I used to do when I was in college. And so we're kind of going to start evolving with the podcast, I think. And I have a playlist that's all the music that was associated with the podcast that I that I talk about and play. I had this playlist. I'm going to keep that playlist going and I'm going to keep adding songs to it after every podcast. But instead of playing it throughout the podcast, I might start the podcast with the song. So if you listen on Anchor, uh, on the Anchor app or Anchor.fm, you hear the song in the beginning and then I'll probably play a song at the end. And that way, if you listen on, on those on those um, platforms, you can still hear it, you know, hear some music at the beginning and the end. And then I'll just, um, in the actual podcast itself, talk about which songs and which artists that I'm throwing on the playlist. So if you want to check out the playlist and if you're into, you know, mostly hip hop, R&B, um, that type of music, then, you know, you can check out the po- check out the playlist um, on your own when you have free time, when you feel like doing that. And I always keep the link updated on all my social media and all that. So that's really the goal. Like the goal is to like get to the point where the podcast in terms of me speaking is a tight like 30 minutes and that way you don't have to spend a whole big chunk of your day you know listen to this podcast you could throw you know you can listen to it on your way to work you listen to it when you got some free time um and it's not going to eat up a bunch of your time i was really clocking in at like 45 to 50 minutes an episode and for me being by myself no guests that's a lot of me talking at you so i'm trying to be cognizant of of y'all who are taking your time to listen to the podcast and you know giving me that courtesy so i want to you know give you some courtesy back and be thoughtful and mindful of the fact that you got a life and you have time that you need to spend wisely so you know 30 minutes of me talking i think is enough based on the topics that i cover every week um i think when we get to the point where i start introducing guests into the mix i think at that point it would be cool to you know make it a little bit longer but when it's just going to be me um i think it's it's it makes more sense for us to just you know, focus in on, on the topics I want to talk about, keep it to a tight 30 and then just talk about the music and let y'all know where you can find it and all that fun stuff. So that's what we're going to do. You know, a lot of times the previous episodes, they had like a flow of like, it really was a radio, radio, radio show format, which was what I'm used to, but not really what podcasting is about. And so I'm going to, you know, keep evolving and keep changing. This is episode four. It's not like I'm like, you know, 95 episodes in. So I'm going to try to keep evolving and and getting better. Um, I do appreciate y'all listening. Anybody who's been listening. I mean, I think the first episode had the most listens and, you know, that's, you know, mostly, you know, friends, family, people who, you know, know you that just kind of like, you know, give you that courtesy listen. And I know even at the third episode, I had some, some of y'all listening and and left some nice comments on Facebook and everything like that. So there's really just, um, you know, for me, I think room for growth and room for getting better at this thing. 
And, you know, the podcast is listed under the comedy section, but not everything I say is going to be funny. A lot of the stuff I'm going to say is just think, things I think about. Um, I think I just pick comedy because I do stand up. It's not necessarily all going to be funny, but I'm going to try my best to, you know, make it interesting as much as possible when it's just me here. So that's that. That's what we're doing. Again, the podcast, my wife needs a break. Um, we're switching up the style. We're not going to be doing the kind of like, you know, breaks in and out and all that stuff. We're going to really keep it to a tight 30. So that's that's what we're doing going forward uh, today. The things I'm covering just to give you all kind of like a breakdown of where we're going with our show um, is going to talk about March Madness because that's happening right now. going to talk about a little bit about the NBA playoff race. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the additions to the playlist. So music, things that are going on in music right now that I'm interested in and artists that I think are pretty dope. And then I'm going to do some talking about um, comedy, what I'm working on comedy wise, and also just some life things. And obviously I'll try to sprinkle in some, some life things throughout the entirety of the podcast. I'm never just going to be like, you know, talking about topics and not relating it back to like, you know, my thoughts, my opinions, things I've seen, things I've been through, you know, that's going to kind of be at the core of it no matter what. But, um, I do want to give you that, the breakdown of what we're talking about. So that's really important. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. March madness. Uh, it's been real interesting and it's been real interesting for me because I don't have a bracket this year. This might be the first year in maybe like, I think the last time I didn't have a bracket was maybe five or six years ago. I'm usually always in a bracket pool, um, whether it's for money or not for money. Um, you know, I think it's a cool way to stay connected. Last year, I definitely had a bracket and it was with mostly um, guys from back home in Rhode Island. So it was like a cool way to like stay connected and then also, like, you know, Rhode Island's a small state, so everyone knows everyone. So you kind of end up in these pools with, you know, these March Madness pools with, with dudes you went to, like, you know, elementary school or middle school with. And it's always real interesting just to kind of, like, talk shit and, you know, feel like you're smart because you picked, you know, you picked a, 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 a better, you know, on average, a better bracket than somebody else. No, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. They just guess, right? That's the main thing. Um, like... March Madness is such a crapshoot. People act like they can really, you know, figure out what the 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 right method is to picking. Like people let their dogs pick and do well. You know what I mean? Like when I was in middle school, I was in eighth grade, and um, the final four, the championship game was Duke versus Arizona, and it was, um, I believe, I might be a little wrong. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. It was Duke had, I think they had Shane Battier, they had uh, Jason Williams. Um, I think Chris Duhon was like a freshman at the time. They had a pretty a pretty tight squad, and um, they played against Arizona. I think Arizona might have had like Richard Jefferson on that team. I could be tripping, um, but I had I had Duke winning the whole thing, and I my bracket that I picked was for my father's office pool. So my dad was working in a real office with other you know grown ups, and I'm 13 years old, and my dad basically paid twice like he paid in twice he paid in once for his own bracket and then he put up he let like you know me get whatever money I had at the time plus him helping me out put in so I can get into the office pool and his office was cool with it so it was like known that that was like my dad's son like it was my dad's name is Rui too so they knew it was like Rui's son's bracket 
And so we got down to the final game, and it was between me and one of my dad's coworkers. I had Duke winning. He had Arizona winning. And, you know, I think there was like, you know, there was a couple hundred bucks on, on, on you know, at stake here on the line, if you will. And uh, Duke won. So I won my dad's office. Well, I'm 13 years old, eighth grade, right? I'm going into school talking wild shit. I'm in there talking super, super, super cool. Um, my math teacher at the time, shout outs to Mr. Hafey. I still know him. He's still a good dude. Follows me on Facebook and all that. We friends. Um, he was my math teacher and we would always talk hoops or whatever because he was always super chill. And um, I remember just talking mad shit when I went to school just about how I, how I won my dad's office pool. I was also gassed because I was going to win a couple hundred bucks and my dad wasn't going to give me all the money, but I knew he was going to give me some of the money. And so I was just super hyped. But, you know, it just goes to show you like a 13 year old kid who doesn't know, you know, much compared to an adult about, you know, a sport that, you know, th- maybe this guy's been watching his whole life and I've been watching it, you know, 13 years that I've been alive. I managed to pick a bracket that won, you know, an office pool. So, you know, it happens, man. Like you just get lucky. You guess, you know, you get you get you get lucky that year. I won really probably because I picked the team that won the whole thing and I probably didn't have too many, you know, off picks or what have you. But it's been interesting to watch it this year because I don't have a bracket. And because I don't have a bracket, I'm like all in on like upsets. Like I'm all about upsets. I'm like any team that's going to get an upset, I'm down for. Like I want every team who's, you know, rated lower to win or a team that I like. So, you know, I was pulling for, for, for Rhode Island. I was pulling for Providence because, you know, that's the hometown. We only got a couple of D1 schools and they were both in it. So, you know, definitely going to show love, you know, much love to Providence College. Obviously, I'm pulling harder for, you know, University of Rhode Island because I got my you know, one of my degrees from there. So that's the alma mater. So got to show love. But um, I didn't really care otherwise who was winning. So so to me, it was super cool because I got to enjoy the bracket, just the, the, the madness. You know what I mean? I didn't have to care about a bracket. I just got to enjoy, you know, teams getting upset, teams getting knocked off. So to me, that was like super cool. And um, it was fun. Also, like I got to watch actually, you know, the whole point of this podcast is to give my wife a break. But me and my wife actually watched... Um, UMBC um, knockoff Virginia, you know, the first ever 16 seed to win, you know, and we were actually out um, earlier that night. We were out at like a bar, getting some food, hanging out, having a drink. And there was one of the other 16 seeds was playing. I think it was Texas Southern was playing. And um, I think they might have been playing Xavier. Um, and they got washed in the end, you know, but they were competitive early and that's kind of how it goes and you get blown out. And I was telling her that kind of like, you know, no 16 seeds ever won. And my wife, you know, not knowing a lot about sports, she's like, you know, I don't get why it's not fair that they make, you know, the, the, the 16 seed play against the best team. Like it's so easy for the, for the one. And I'm trying to explain to her, like, that's the whole point. Like if you're good, you should have a, a more reasonable road to win the whole thing. Um, and so, you know, through some explaining, she kind of was on board, but she was just, she was real like, not into it. She wanted like the, you know, the little, the little guy to get a chance to win. And so when we're watching the game and I'm freaking out cause I'm, I'm screaming in the living room. Like I'm in there by myself. I'm just like, you know, saying Virginia looks tight. Virginia looks tight. They don't look like they, like they didn't look like they were going to pull away. And it was, it was interesting cause it was one of the only times I've ever watched a one seed really look like that against 16 where you're like, yo, they look super tight. They don't look like they're calm or confident at all. And so she, she came into the living room and we started watching the game together and we just, you know, we're just cheering for these these kids who, you know, go to UMBC and weren't even supposed to be in the tournament, you know, and they ended up winning on a buzzer beater against Vermont at Vermont to get in. And now they have this, you know, this big historic win. 
So it was super cool to watch and to like watch and not give a shit. Like my bracket didn't get ruined, you know. And I know people that I was on Twitter and a lot of people were like they, they were happy, but at the same time they're like, yo, my bracket is trash now. Like my bracket is ruined, you know, because of this. And um, I found that to be just real, you know. People, you want to see it, but you, obviously if you got a bracket and you got money on the line, you might feel a way about it. But I just kept thinking about all the energy that those students must have felt, you know, who go to that school that, you know, made the trip. I'm trying to think where the game was at. They played, I don't remember what city they were in, but I don't think it was close to Baltimore. And um, I think it might have been, were they in Kansas? I can't remember where they were at. They were out in the Midwest somewhere, I believe, because I know, it might have been in Wyoming or something, because I know, I think Kentucky was in that in that area and think Kentucky wasn't happy about where they were located but either way regardless you know if, if those fans and the, the students and everything they go they show up at the game you know that's a fun experience to be a part of that because like the in college basketball the fans are as much a part of the whole thing as the players are so that's just super super dope to me so I remember you know this is gonna sound crazy but when I was in college my undergrad that I went to um to get my bachelor's Rhode Island College we were a division three school so Division three basketball, there's, you know, there's no scholarships. You know, it's dudes who might be they're a little undersized, but they could hoop and all this other. And I was in like I'm all about sports. So when I got to my college, I was all about rooting for the basketball team. The first year I was there, my freshman year, 0506, we were all right. Like you know, we were competitive. And then 0607 was the year that we made like the biggest run in school history, and it was um. It was amazing because like those are your friends. Like you go to you know you go to the cafeteria with them. You have class with them. You know like you live in the hall. You live in the dorms with them. Like those are your your people. You know and, and you're watching these dudes like do amazing stuff. You know and that season we went. Um, I say we like for real because I was I feel like we were all a part of that. Like that was a, a real unified situation. We we held our guys down. We were at every game. We were loud. Teams did not want to come to our gym to play. We we were heckling on a regular basis we were heckling hard i remember us just screaming at kids like we played at school and there was this kid who he kind of looked like a he, he kind of looked like a hobbit a little bit he was a, a smaller dude and every time he touched the ball we were just frodo frodo we just was going in on this kid every time we were just trying to be funny like trying to get in people's heads mess with them make them laugh you know like we play some school and, and all the students, man, they just all look like they all have 4.0s. And uh, this one kid was playing and he like he was wearing church socks. He looked he had dress socks on. And so every time he got to the free throw line, we were just out there like, dress socks. You got church socks on. Get your dress socks. Look at this guy. And we just kept yelling. And he, and he was laughing because to him it was just funny because we, we weren't being malicious. But we was definitely about, you know, messing with them and getting in their heads. You know, remember just yelling at people like, yo, you look, you're so bad at basketball, but I bet your GPA is so high. Just like trying to mess with people. And uh, we used to do that. We used to we used to really do it. And there was a few dudes at the school, always the white boys, but the white boys who I knew, man, they shout out to those dudes because they were no bullshit. They went hard at every game. They were showing up blasted every game. And we went 27 and four that year. We went 27 and four. We only lost. We lost four games to two teams. We lost to Keene State twice in the regular season. And then we beat them in our our conference championship game. We beat them for the conference championship in the tournament. And then we played them in the Sweet 16 and beat them in the Sweet 16 in the in the in the national tournament. So we got our, you know, we got our payback on those dudes. That was one of our big rivals. 
And then the other team that we lost two games to was the number one team in the country, Amherst College. They had this dude who was like, he was like 6'9", six, 6'10", six, which, you know, you're 6'9", six, 6'10", six, and you can shoot threes and you play Division three, like, you're, you're a unicorn, you know? Like, he, you know, he was this white dude. We just, we was like, he was like Dirk. He was annoying. He just shot threes. And I remember he had one skinny leg and one big leg. And it's like, we had, we had morals and standards, you know, like, we were at a game and we were playing them and dudes were trying to heckle him for having a, a skinny leg. And we were just like, yo, you can't make fun of that man's leg. Like, that's not what we do. So we really put an end to that stuff. But, um, but you know, we, we had a good time and we, we, we really went at those guys. But we lost twice to those dudes. The only team we didn't beat that year that we played, we lost to them um, by like eight or seven at home. They came to our crib and we really gave them a run when they were number one. Then we played them in the Elite Eight at their crib. And had a couple of bogus calls go their way. Um, but, you know, we went hard, man. We were all there at the games going hard. Like, we had dudes almost get arrested at the game because we were just, like, just screaming and acting reckless. Um, during the tournament, we had uh, played a team that we had to do it on our team. Um, my homie Kasim, his name, his last name was Johnson. And the other team had a dude whose last name was Johnson, but he was a point guard. And our guy was a forward, like, Kasim's like, you know, six, six, five, six, six, something like that. And this dude's like, you know, five, seven, you know, he's like the point guard or whatever. And one of my uh, homies from, from my school, he had a, a big poster that said, our, our Johnson is bigger than yours. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, that, that apparently set off the Amherst police because they came and had to talk with us and made us like, you know, put it down. But we was raw, man. And I remember that run. And I, I just feel like I can only imagine if you're a team and your school's division one and you're on TV and it's a whole different thing. Like we were doing this with like no media coverage. We just was pumped and we wanted our guys to win the whole thing. You know, we got to the elite eight and that was, I still remember that whole trip, man, bus rides with all the fans going up to the games, like, you know, three, four hour bus rides just to get to the game, just to like, you know, scream, scream at people and cheer for you guys. So I'm sure, um, you know, I can't even imagine what it feels like to be a student at those schools and you go to these games. So March Madness is a lot of fun. It was funny because my wife was asking me after like the um, after UMBC knocked off Virginia. She was like, you know, oh, what? Um, when did when did March Madness get like so popular? Like how when did this happen? And I'm trying to tell her, I'm like, like the last 30 years, like it's been this way. So it's funny that, you know, to her, she's like just getting into it. But for me, it's like this is every year. Um, so, you know, it's fun. I always call it net. It's, it's net cutting season. You know, you get to see the nets get cut down and that's cool, man, for a lot of people. So, you know, all the teams that are still in it, big shout outs to them. Uh, quick rundown of who's left in the tournament, just in case you're like interested um, in what's going on in the, in the Sweet 16. Kansas State is playing Kentucky. Uh, Loyola Chicago is an 11 seed playing Nevada, who's a seven. That's the first regional that's ever had. The highest seed be a five. There's never been a regional where like one through four was already eliminated. So that's pretty impressive. Um, Florida State's a nine. They knocked off Xavier. They're playing against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's a four. Uh, Michigan's a three. They won on that crazy buzzer beater against Houston, uh, which was nuts. They're playing against Texas A&M. Texas A&M beat Providence, which I was like, damn, they're really good. And then they mopped North Carolina. So I was shocked. Um... Duke is playing Syracuse. Syracuse is an 11 seed. Somehow, Bayheim in that, that zone. That game is going to be interesting because Duke plays a zone now, too. I still don't really rock with the zone. I much prefer dudes to play straight up man, lock up, play some defense. But Duke and Cuse, that's a that's a cool game. But it's out in Omaha, I think, in Nebraska. So enjoy that. 
Kansas is, is a one seed. They're playing Clemson. That's a five. Um, Clemson looks good, though. Uh, Purdue's playing Texas Tech. That's a two three matchup. So um, that's that's a you know pretty chalk situation over there. And then we got Nova playing West Virginia. That should be a good game. West Virginia's scrappy. Nova's real scrappy. And Nova been playing real good since they got in. Nova been mopping teams. They they gave Alabama the business, and Alabama got a good guy, and they really mopped up Radford real easy. So that's what's left. Sweet sixteen. Um. I'll be back on next week in the next podcast, and it'll probably already be at the point where we're already down to like the final four when I do that. So, um, like I said, I don't got a bracket. I ain't making no picks, but I'll probably make some picks when we get to the final four just to like, you know, have a talking piece. Um, on my bucket list is to go to a final four, though. So, someday I really want to go to a final four and check one out. So, that's what's, that's what's happening on March Madness. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, y'all enjoyed that little spiel about March Madness. Straight up, though, shout-outs to everybody who played on that Rick basketball team, man. 2006-2007 Rhode Island College men's basketball team, man. 27-4. and four. That, was, that was the best team I've ever cheered for at, like, a school that I've been at. It was amazing. We won a lot of crazy games that year. Subsequent years, like, we were, were good for many years, but, like, that team was really the team that set it off. So, just, man, just want to give a shout-out to those dudes because those dudes really, like, they really brought it every game. They worked so hard, and they just, like, they did a lot, you know, um, for, the, for the whole university, the whole college, excuse me. They just, they really made us feel like, you know, like a part of the school, and we just were all real, you know, real excited to be there and to, to, to witness that. And it made us, like, really come together as a community. So much love to that. Just want to give a shout out to the to the players on the team real quick. I mean, those dudes, man. Shout out to those dudes. If they're listening, they're, they're my, some of them are still friends with me on Facebook. You know, some of them I couldn't tell you where they ended up, but you know, shout out to Kasim, obviously. Bobby Bailey's my guy. Bobby Bobby probably should have never played at Rick. He was way too good to play at Rick, but you know, we got him on the squad, and that was a blessing. Kenzie Durgan, Kenzie was a champ, man. That dude could ball. That was a white boy who had a real game. Terrell Hill, straight out the Bronx, crossing everybody up, handled it. Big Tony, Pierre Leone, the big homie, he held it down. Brian Stanko. I forgot Brian Stanko played on the team. He had a mean three-point shot, yo. That dude could shoot. Um, he was nothing light. Kamari Williams. I remember Kamari, before I got to school there, he was, like, real good and then, like, had to take a back seat. So, shout-outs to Kamari for, like, you know, his senior year really getting the show out. Um, Cam Stewart, that's my guy. You know what I mean? All day. Damn, there's a lot of dudes on the team. I forgot we're on the team. Matt St. Hours. Like, there was dudes on the squad. Shout out to Johnny Weir. That's my guy. But, man, it's crazy looking back at this team now and thinking about it. Yo, these dudes used to walk through the cafeteria handing out, like, schedules to their games and stuff. They was really grinding, yo. Shout out to those dudes. I put my school on the map for a quick little second. We balled out Division Three. Should have won the whole thing. But, you know, Elite Eight's not bad. Shout out to that. So, going to breeze through here. I really said I wanted to start keeping to a tight 30, and I'm going to keep it real. We're way, we're way on track to not be at a tight 30, and so I'm going to keep trying to be better. But I don't got a ton more to talk about. I mean, I really want to talk about March Madness a lot and just kind of talk on some stories that I had about that. Um, so that's that. Let me see what we got next. NBA. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the NBA. I'm just going to say a few things because we're getting to that point where the playoffs are almost here. I always tell people... Don't talk about don't talk about the NBA with me until March and April before the, around the playoff time, 
And I usually say that because everyone's panicking about LeBron and, and, and whatever team he's on. They're like, oh, they don't look good, blase, blase. And I usually say, don't trip. When, when it comes time for that, they're going to be nice. This year, though, I can't. I'm going to be honest. I'm still picking LeBron no matter what until LeBron loses to somebody in the East. But they don't look good. Um, I watched them tonight. They just had a game. They played Milwaukee. They did win. And they looked better because Kevin Love's back in the lineup. And they still got some injuries. Their coach ain't even around. But I'm pretty sure Bron is basically the coach. But, um, you know, so it's interesting right now. So I'm paying attention. But, you know, a couple more weeks, we're going to get really into it. Once, like, March Madness ends, the beginning of April, then it's, like, real go time for the NBA. So I'm all about it. But. I did want to talk about LeBron and his boldness on social media. If you follow LeBron on, on Instagram, LeBron is like, he be posting about him. Like, he's he's reached a level of, like, he don't give a fuck that I didn't know LeBron was going to get to because he always was so concerned about what people said about him. And I really like this LeBron to just be talking shit and be t- he tells reporters that he's getting, he's fine, he's, you know, he's, he's like a good wine and gets better with time and all this other stuff and you know, he'd be on like uh, the NBA on TNT will we'll post like a clip of LeBron dunking on somebody and he'll just go double tap that. You know, he likes his own shit. He likes to, he's, he he'll repost clips and highlights of himself just dunking on people. And he's just you know, he's been in the game for 15 years. And I just feel like he don't give a fuck no more. He kind of like, yo, I'm I'm, the, I'm that dude. I don't care until somebody and you know, I'm saying until until somebody else proves me to not be the best. I'm gonna just keep talking shit. And I kind of like it. I kind of like this new LeBron, even though they're not winning like like they should win. I like that he's got this like kind of like this swagger and I'm interested to see in the playoffs like when he gets off social media and locks in like what he does. So I'm interested in this new look LeBron. I like this new, you know, LeBron's always been known to be cocky and stuff behind the scenes. But I like this new up in your face. Like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say. LeBron it's real cool. Uh, Quick note, Damian Lillard is really, really, really good. If you watch the NBA Portland Trailblazers, they're the third, third seed in the West right now. And Dame Lillard is an animal. And I think the West would have won the All-Star game if they would have let Dame kept keep shooting him instead of taking him all and put him on the bench. But Damian Lillard is really good. That's just a fact. Um, that dude is nasty. I don't know if he can rap really well or not. I'm going to be honest. I never listened to Dame Lillard rap like that. I might start listening to his raps because he could ball, yo. He's nice. So Portland's, Portland's nothing light. Um, other note, Houston is for real. Houston's, Houston's going to be a problem. Golden State's got a lot of injuries right now. They're going to have to really work that out, you know. Um, Steph hurt his ankle. Um, I forget how Klay Thompson got hurt. I don't know if it was a hand or whatever. Um, Durant, like, cracked the rib or some shit. He hurt himself. And I was just watching them. They were in the pro- – I don't know what the score is now because I'm here doing the podcast. But when I walked in to do the podcast, they were playing San Antonio. The Warriors were. And they were down, like, like 10 or 12. And Draymond had just got hurt. He walked away, like, grabbing at his crotch. I don't know if it was a groin or if someone kicked him in the balls and finally got him back. But um, the Warriors, they need to be healthy to really beat Houston. Because if Houston's healthy, they're going to give him problems. Houston did the right thing. They got shooters. They got Harden, who's doing his thing. It works with him and Chris Paul. Like, they needed a couple of scrappy dudes. And they got, like, P.J. Tucker and, and, and you know, Capella plays hard. So they got, a, they got a good chance as long as they stay healthy. You know, I think Houston, they're for real, you know, and... That's crazy because I, I never thought James Harden would really pull it together. And I can't lie. I've been wrong about that because that shit is working. So Houston's a real deal. So big ups to them. More NBA stuff to come on the podcast. I always talk about the NBA. I'm big into sports. Um, I'm going to try to get better at having like funnier, creative takes on things. But some of this is just shit I noticed and I want to talk about. Um, and that's kind of where the NBA at, is at for me right now. 
the East ain't that interesting. You know, we'll see when the playoffs comes, what happens. Toronto's one, Boston's two. Cleveland probably going to be somewhere between three and five. We'll see where they end up. Um, the West is super interesting because literally there's like no game separating all these teams. Like I think in the West, uh, San Antonio might even miss the playoffs. They don't play well. Minnesota's an eight seed right now. So it's crazy. And Oklahoma City's back up to four after people being worried about them. Even I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs at one point. So that's what's going on in the NBA. We'll definitely touch back on the NBA um, coming up as we get closer to stuff. We'll probably talk some NFL closer I get to the closer we get to the draft. Um, I think the NFL is real interesting. Probably talk about that. Um, I'm not yet ready to talk about hockey. Maybe someday we'll get there. I'm definitely not going to talk about baseball anytime soon. Spring training, I don't give a shit. Um, preseason now, I don't give a shit. But I will go to a San Diego Padres game. Padres games are fun. Baseball games live are fun. So maybe if I go to a baseball game this year, I'll talk about it on the podcast because I go to the game. But I'm not watching that shit on TV. It ain't going to happen. You catch me watching Tiger Woods golfing before anything. So that's what that is. Um, So quick music thoughts, man. Like I said, I'm trying to keep it to 30. We're at 32 right now. Um, Mostly because I was, you know, talking about why I haven't been doing the podcast for like, you know, a month. And, you know, future episodes, I'm going to keep it to a tight 30 because I won't have to worry about, you know, explaining myself for being a a fuck up and, and not doing my podcast. So. We'll get better at that. Um, the playlist and music. Here's what I want to say. A few thoughts. Um, that Drake Lemon remix that they just put out, Pharrell should have just left good enough alone. All right? Like, it was fine. Like, Rihanna was good on it. People got over the fact that they were like, she kind of sound like a Fergie rap, but more like, you know, edgy or whatever. And who cares who wrote it for Rihanna? Rihanna says stuff and it sounds great. Rihanna's amazing. Um, it didn't need Drake on the record. And then Drake's verse was kind of just, eh. It was whatever. Um, I was talking to my wife. I really wanted to do a skit. I haven't started filming skits or nothing, but I think it was a cool skit. If anyone listens to this, you can have this. I don't know if it would be funny anymore because you got to do things fast, and I waited too long. I think it'd be funny to watch someone like do a reaction video where like they listen to the Lemon Verse by Drake, but then like they act like it's good, but their conscience tells them what they should really be thinking, which is there's no way this is good. So that's one thing I was thinking about, you know, as a clip idea. Maybe that's terrible. You can let me know if that's trash. But I thought it would have been funny. Um, so that's all right. Um, playlist. The additions I'm making this week. Um, these, are, these are the artists um, and their songs that I'm going to be kind of throwing out there. Um, or just the artists. I'm just going to kind of say some stuff. So uh, Nipsey Hussle. His album Victory Lap is amazing. I think it's really good. I really like it. Um, the main single off there is Dedication featuring Kendrick. Um, if you listen to this podcast on um, Anchor.fm, you probably heard it start the whole podcast off. It was the first song that played. Um, that was the song I was going to play to start things off. Um, so that Nipsey Hustle song is going to be on a playlist. Rich the Kid, I talked about New Freezer, how um, that was a big song. Rich the Kid got another song called Plug Walk. Um, it's hot. It's another good song. I'm going to have that on there. Uh, Kent Jones, who signed to DJ Khaled, has a song called um, Merengue. And it's funny because he talks about um, Mark Anthony, but I'm like 99% sure Mark Anthony does salsa music when he was doing like, so I don't really get the point. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Mark Anthony's banging out a bunch of merengue, but I just thought he was more of a salsa dude. That's just me. Um, Sway Lee, um, he got a fire song. I'm putting that on there. Um, Post Malone, Ty Dolla Sign, I believe it's called Psycho. That's a hot record. That's going on the playlist. Um... Jeremiah got a new EP he just put out. 
and I'm gonna play uh, one of those records off there. Um, it's pretty tight. I don't remember what the name of the song is off the top of my head, but it's pretty dope. Let me see if I got the name of that song, the Jeremiah record, Forever I'm Ready. It's a banger. That's real hot. The Sway Lee record is Hurt to Look. Yeah, Psycho, Post Malone, Ty Dolla Sign. And then the last song I'm going to put on there, um, it's already getting kind of played out, but I still like it. Um, the dude's name is Derez Deshaun. It's called Hardaway. Um, that song is catchy as hell. Yo, I love that song. Um, more, more so because I love Penny Hardaway, and Penny Hardaway just didn't have the, like, his career didn't pan out. I'm going to do some podcasts talking in the future about Penny Hardaway, because I think Pen, uh, Derek Rose is like this generation's Penny. And I think that's an interesting thing to talk about. So shout out to Penny Hardaway, man. And uh, Derez Deshaun, good good choice on the on the Hardaway record. I like that. It's very good. All right. We're at 36. We're going to wrap this up by 40 minutes. I'm going to be 10 minutes over. I'm going to apologize. Hopefully, y'all listen to this whole thing. If not, hopefully listen to the next one. If not, hopefully listen to the one after that. But I'm going to be more consistent and put them out here. Uh, going to wrap it up with some comedy and life updates. Um... Comedy wise, slacking is a real thing, man. Like I came back, I got to the finals of San Diego's Funniest Person. I didn't get to participate in the finals because of the trip that had already been scheduled to go back to the East Coast um, for family reasons. And that was kind of like, you know, a big deal for me and my wife to go back home. So we went back just as as scheduled. It would have cost me way too much money to to come back for the contest. Um, So ultimately I had to bow out. I made top eight, which I was excited about, as I mentioned in a past podcast. But I got back and hadn't really, haven't really been grinding. This week is like the week where I'm kicking it back into gear. Uh, Tuesday, um, which will be this will be the day the podcast comes out. I'm recording it on Monday. It'll be out on a Tuesday. Um, the Tuesday I'll be at American Comedy Company in San Diego, trying to go to their mic. It's a it's a lottery style, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Wednesday I'll be at the Madhouse Comedy Club doing their open mic. Uh, I'm gonna try to see if I can make it to the Comedy Store in La Jolla before I go to the Madhouse on Wednesday. Uh, Thursday, I'll be at the Madhouse as well. And Friday, I'll be at the Madhouse. So I'll be doing like three, four or five mics this weekend, this week, excuse me, and um, hopefully get back on my grind. That's all leading up because I got to really get the rust off because on uh, March 30th, I'll be on a bar show um, at the the KO Underground Brewery. That's uh, downtown in San Diego. I'll talk more about that in a future podcast, but that's the next show I've got coming up. Uh, pretty good lineup too on there. So uh, shout out to Neil Singh for booking me on that. I was um, in a contest with him. He was in the contest as well. We we were in, our, in the semifinal round um, as well. And uh, Neil's a good dude, so I appreciate him reaching out and getting me on that show. So um, big shout outs to him. Uh, keep your eyes on my Instagram, my Facebook, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, everything. I'll be posting about the show soon and, and putting out some information about it. But trying to get back to that comedy grind, really trying to get focused, put out more content. That's really important to me. Speaking of more content. Uh, I haven't been doing a lot of comedy content, but me and my wife <laughs> this weekend, we went shopping because uh, she wants to figure out who's going to make the cake for her 30th birthday. That's a real big deal to her. It's in June and she really wants like a really extravagant cake. So we went to all these bakeries to try like food. And we had recently bought a GoPro type of camera. It's not a GoPro. It's like a fake GoPro, but it works really well. Got it on Amazon. It was like 60 bucks. Hit me for the link. I got you. Um, We did that. And... Um, we've had it with us for vacations and stuff. We were planning on taking like trips and stuff and like, you know, to get better footage than just using our phones. And, um, we took the camera with us this week, this weekend while we went out looking for this cake and shout out to my wife, yo. I think she needs to really do like a, 
like either like a food blog or like I would even she likes to do things a lot of stuff with coupons. I would follow her around and let her like look for coupons. I think she could be fun. She has a real fun energy, so I'm trying to convince her to like get into like the the vlog life and like do more vlogs and stuff. So I put together a couple of clips and threw them on my Facebook and on my Instagram just to like um to kind of give her a little shine cuz she's funny and I think that you know she 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 can be real creative too. So that's something I've been doing to keep creative and stuff as well right in regular life. So uh, that'll wrap up things here on the podcast. Um, I'm right at about 40 minutes as we do our wrap up. So again, I apologize. My goal is going to be to keep it to 30 in the future. Um, at the end of this on the Anchor app, I will put up all the songs that are going to get added to the playlist, and then I'll add them to the playlist. So if you listen on Anchor, you still can hear a clip of every song and see if you if you're feeling it. Um, if you want to just hear the music, you can go to the playlist. It's on um, Apple Music is where the playlist is. Just you know, you can just literally look up "My Wife Needs a Break," um, and that playlist will come up. Um, it's pretty easy to find. Um, it's also on my website. If you go to RuiComedy.com, right on the homepage is a click to our podcast. There's a click and there's a link to our playlist, so you can you can easily find it. So RuiComedy.com, that'll always let you find everything. That's R-U-I Comedy.com. You find everything you need there. Last thing I want to talk about is uh, the way I want to wrap up the shows is really like, and this is I want to pay homage to uh, to Desus and Mero, man, their show. On Viceland is is very funny. Their Bodega Boys podcast is is great, and um, they they always do like shout outs of different things and you know different you know moments. And I think that's real cool. And I kind of want to like do a play on that. And so I want to get to a point where in future shows I'm gonna like wrap up the show, but also do some shout outs. And like a lot of them is gonna be social media shout outs, like people I think are funny, people that are doing cool things that I know. Um, people that, you know, I, you know, see as someone who's like really doing, you know, real, real cool things. And so I'm going to try to shout them out on the podcast to kind of put you on to somebody new, maybe you hadn't heard before. Um, and so I got, you know, different artists that I, that I know of and different, you know, creators that I know of. And I think it's going to be a cool way to kind of like show love and, and send shout outs. Um, the last thing really, in addition to the shout outs is like, yo, if you, if you're, if you're a musician if you're, you know, a comedian, if you're an entertainer, whatever you do, you know, you make clothes, you make jewelry, you know, you have a company, you're really trying to get out there, you got merch that you put out there and you want me to talk about you on the podcast, like just, just, you know, hit me up on social media, send me an email, um, RuiComedy at gmail.com and I'll be glad to talk about, you know, whatever you're doing on the podcast. I, I think I'm at that point now, I feel like I've been watching too many Will Smith Instagram videos and I want to just spread love and positivity um word to dj khaled too a lot of dj khaled um positivity really reigning supreme for me right now so if you have something you're doing you know that's cool and you want to share with people um i'd be happy to put it out there you know even if only one person hears it because only one person listens to the podcast that's cool for me so you know we're gonna keep doing this you know every every week i'm gonna try to get more consistent with it i don't know what the day of the week is gonna be i'm gonna keep shooting for some time between sunday and tuesday um, I'd like it for it to preferably maybe be Sunday night, Monday morning kind of thing. Um, but we'll see what that ends up being um, in the future. But I appreciate you listening this time. Um, again, this is episode four. My wife needs a break. The podcast is with Rui. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And I hope that you continue to listen and go back and listen to the old, the older podcast um, episodes from a couple weeks ago. And check those out as well. And, you know, continue to share, you know, you know, and just really, you know, show love to whoever it is, whether it's my podcast or other podcasts you listen to, because I'm always looking for stuff. So, um, again, 
My name is Rui. This is My Wife Needs a Break, the podcast. This is episode four. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day, night, week, month, year, everything. All positivity. And I'm out.